everybody. It is Tuesday the 6th of October and I don't know about you lot but despite my comfortable environment, my happy family, in brackets, with a few arguments, close brackets, I really am getting to the end of my tether on this lockdown bullshit and I'm not a restaurateur or a cafe owner or a business that's been buggered by the whole bloody thing. But anyway, if you are feeling at all affected, you are in good company. That's all I wanted to say really. If I'm struggling then goodness knows what other people are struggling with. Anyway, moving on, brave face, cheery cheery. No end of entertainment from overseas of course. Wall Street up 466 as Lazarus pops back into his helicopter and flies home. I'm not sure we should worry too much about Trump or Biden winning. It seems the market is responding to certainty and Trump's illness threatened to delay the election or the election result or put some unexpected or unknown spanner in the whole process and maybe maybe we were going to get a, a delay but it certainly injected uncertainty and I think coming out of hospital suggests everything's back on track and the market can stop worrying about what it would mean if Trump was ill. So a bit of a rebound. We had a fabulous day yesterday up 150 points up 2.58% led by the banks which wasn't too good for us but we're outperforming today as the banks again fall and drag the rest of the market down. We've got the market at the moment down 13. It's been down 29. The futures this morning were suggesting it was going to be up 26. And the Dow futures this morning up 6. Neither here nor there. Huge bounce in the oil price overnight up 5%. It lost 8% last week so regaining what it lost. And the energy sector looking a little bit better today but really not that fabulous but it is up. Gold sector flying along today. Northern Star which we have a holding in in the growth portfolio up a very welcome 7% as they merge with Saracen Minerals and become a top 10 global gold company and they will own the super pit between them which means one entity now owns the super pit. A bit of a sideline on the super pit. Can you tell me how much gold has been dug out of the super pit in its lifetime? This super pit is visible from the moon. You tell me how much gold has been dug out of there in terms of a cube. How many meters by how many meters by how many meters? That'll keep you busy today. Now a few things in the strategy piece today. The chart of the ASX 200 shows us holding the line. We keep bouncing off the bottom of the trading range or at least we've done so two or three or four times now. It does seem to be very much a sideways motion. As I say I think Trump's miraculous COVID recovery is positive because it puts things back on schedule, removes a bit of the uncertainty. But it is a very short-term issue that presidential health factor is not the stuff that builds bull markets. So let's not get too carried away with the bounce yesterday. It seems more of an adjustment than the start of a trend. Meanwhile, a few factors to worry us at the moment. The budget today at 7.30pm widely covered by everybody. Usually all the economists and strategists travel to Canberra and get locked in a room, get handed the document at 1.30, write everything, then go out and get slaughtered and publish their research the next morning. They are lamenting the fact that they are having a 
virtual budget this year. They're being locked in rooms, not allowed to tell anyone what's in it. No doubt it'll all come out as it should and rather predictably, I think. There's going to be a focus on jobs, tax cuts, significant spending on infrastructure, this apprenticeship and trainee program, investment in manufacturing and a digital business plan. And for the moment, damn the debt. As the AFR says today, last December, the forecast for this budget was a $5 billion surplus and the elimination of net debt by the early 2030s. Of course, that has all been rendered obsolete and we already know the deficit for this year is going to be a record $85.3 billion, which is a $90 billion turnaround from the last update. And gross debt has increased to $684 billion, 35% of GDP, with net debt at 25% of GDP. And all that will be in the preamble to the budget tonight at 7.30. And rather than a budget surplus, the budget deficit will be somewhere above $200 billion, with gross debt expected to be 45% of GDP and hovering around a trillion. Anyway, let's not spend too long on the budget. Suffice it to say, it is supposed to be part of the double blow or double punch of fiscal and monetary stimulus today with the RBA meeting at 2.30. It does seem unlikely at this point that they're going to include a rate cut 0.1%. And even if they did, it would be symbolic only. Cutting rates at this point is almost irrelevant. But the RBA are likely to back up the budget stimulus with some sort of positive, encouraging message, which is possibly justified based on the improvement case number moment in Australia and our status relative to the rest of the world as regards handling the virus. Anyway, RBA meeting and budget coming up today. And all should be good for the stock market apart from the headline debt issues and budget deficit. Now on the virus, the the Trump focus has taken away from the fact that there are new restrictions expected to be introduced in New York, France. They're shutting bars in France. God forbid. Italy as well. And the UK. There's talk of a three-tier COVID plan being introduced in England. And this is one of the more serious market negatives is a halt in the global economic recovery trajectory or timetable because of a winter wave in the Northern Hemisphere. So it's all the more reason for us to inch along rather than charge along in the equity market. And we have still got elevated cash levels and quite happy to to be holding that. Meanwhile, talk of a US stimulus package continues. Mnuchin and Pelosi talking again tonight. They seem to be having a lot of phone conversations at the moment. Is this really how budget trillion dollar uh, stimulus measures are negotiated between two people on a phone? Astonishing stuff. But anyway, it does seem there is the possibility of a pre-election stimulus package. We'll wait for that. But as I've said before, it might just land like a massive anticlimax. It's been so on, off and anticipated. On the election front, there is some chatter in the newswires about a democratic sweep in the election. You'll read about this in Henry's take as well. I think the bookies odds are in there and they've swung wildly in Biden's favor. And the suggestion is that it doesn't really matter whether it's Biden or Trump. A clear election result one way or the other is going to play out well for the stock market and wash positively over the stock market. So as Biden looks more likely, the market is likely to gain more foundation than it has at the moment. There's also some suggestions in the news wires that Biden is not good for big tech stocks. The Wall Street Journal says that the US technology sector is the most vulnerable to a reversal of Trump's 
tax measures introduced when he first got elected. And there's also antitrust risk for the big tech. There's an antitrust lawsuit challenging Alphabet next week, and that's likely to spread across the sector. So basically, Biden, not good for big tech. Small things, Jerome Powell speaks in the US tonight. Brexit talks have been extended a month. Now, we've made some changes to the growth portfolio today. We've added Adbri Limited, which is the old Adelaide Brighton. This is an infrastructure spending play. We think they are coming off the bottom. The stimulus message from the budget will play out well for them. They are a proxy for building construction infrastructure spending in Australia. Their recent results were better than expected. One broker said they were 12% better than expected. Those results were in August, which sort of de-risks the company for a while. They're cutting costs. Demand seems to be improving. Pipeline of infrastructure work is increasing and they're coming off a relatively low base. They've even got a little bit of a yield. Adbri Limited is not what you would call a growth company. It is a domestic Australian recovery play and we're happy to play a few of those even though our recovery theme globally seems to have hit the wall with the winter wave domestically better. So we'll add a small holding in that. We're also topping up slightly on Sydney Airport Holdings and Qantas adding an extra percent to both holdings today. Again, not growth stocks, but share prices are trending well. They are recovery plays and these two are stocks that we think we're going to look back on and kick ourselves if we hadn't bought them. So I think our holdings are probably big enough now, three or four percent in both. We don't want to do or have too much exposure to those companies at the moment, but we do want to play the recovery potential in both. That's about that. Last thing I thought I'd mention, Baby Bunting, which has had its AGM today and the share price up five and a half percent or so. They have seen online sales up 126% in the first quarter of this financial year. So that means in July, August and September, up 126%. Mind you, it's probably off a low base. And comparable store sales up 28.5% if they exclude the Melbourne metropolitan area. I sort of had a bit of a giggle that I'm sure there aren't 28.5% more babies over the last three months, but maybe there are. But what Baby Bunting is telling you is that retailers that have benefited the most are those that have managed to execute this transition to online sales. I, for instance, play golf and have tried to shop online for golf equipment, but it just doesn't translate. I'm not sure the golf shops are succeeding at this, but clearly some companies are and baby bunting is. And the other point to note is that stimulus, if it's found its way into the hands of younger people, has generally got spent. And I assume if it's found its way into the hands of older people, it is more likely to be saved. But baby bunting is clearly targeted at the younger end of the population curve and therefore has been a great beneficiary of stimulus money. And you could translate that to companies like Levisa maybe, which appeals to younger people. And maybe there are others, but worth mentioning that Baby Bunting highlights that you have to have executed on the transition to online and you're also far better off if you're selling to the younger. And I suppose generally not so well off generations, they have been the major spenders in this COVID period benefited all these special real retailers. Right, that's about that. As I leave you, market down one point. Let's see if the budget and the RBA can lift spirits a little bit. After yesterday's rally, they're going to have to go pretty hard to add some froth on top of that. But I think you can prepare to be stimulated 
by the uh, budget. And as I leave you, the Dow futures are accelerating up 50 and rising. And by the way, the answer to the super pit gold question was all the gold they've dug out of the super pit is the size of a card table. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a heck of a mess for a card table of gold. That's about that. You have a good day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 